August 24, 1989. The banishment for life of Pete Rose from baseball is the, is the sad end of a sorry episode. One of the game's greatest players has engaged in a variety of acts which have stained the game, and he must now live with the consequences of those acts. By choosing not to come to a hearing before me, and by choosing not to proffer any testimony or evidence contrary to the evidence and information contained in the report of the special counsel to the commissioner, Mr. Rose has accepted baseball's ultimate sanction, which is lifetime ineligibility. True crime. Sex. Political conspiracy. Celebrity gossip. Murder. UFOs. Crooked officials. The occult. Assassination. Courtroom drama. Rape. Corporate scams. Scandal sheets. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Scandal Sheet, your source for exhaustive investigations into anything socially deviant, scientifically unexplainable, horrifically sinister, and, if we get lucky, criminal. And in this episode, we will scrutinize the heartbreaking career of baseball legend Pete Rose. My name is Thad Helsley, and I am joined by my two Law and Order co-hosts. The first is launching her new masterclass on anarchism, Cassia. Hello. And our artificial intelligence engine, and also head writer for Sesame Street, Bernice. You're walking a very thin line, Mr. Helsley. So... Let's move on to the main event, Cassia and Bernice. Everybody on their feet here in Cincinnati in a worldwide television audience watching these moments tonight here at Riverfront Stadium. 2-1 pitch from Shao. Cassia, it was so long ago. Many fans don't know how amazing a player Pete Rose was. Do you want to quickly summarize his record for our listeners? Sure. Well, we just heard him surpassing Ty Cobb's record for the most hits, making him the all-time MLB leader. Eventually, he would rack up 4,256 hits, an unbroken record today. He also won three World Series rings, had three batting titles, one MVP award, two gold gloves, and was a Rookie of the Year. He also made 17 All-Star appearances at five different field positions, which has never been done before or since. But only four years after breaking Cobb's record, he was banned from life for baseball, permanently ineligible for betting on baseball, a charge he would go on to vehemently deny repeatedly, for 15 years. Okay, Kasia, thank you for that. So, what do you think? Here's a guy with a meteoric rise and then a uh, just as spectacular uh, crash to the ground. I know. Um, well, okay, I have to just set this up. Okay. we You mentioned Pete Rose in one of our episodes back at spring training. And you had never uh, heard of him at the I time. And I never, I said, who the hell is Pete Rose? Yeah, because right? he left like, baseball in the 80s. You weren't even born yet. Right. He was sanctioned in 1989, and I was not born. And I also, you know, wasn't that into baseball as a toddler. 
I didn't know who the guy was. He's a complicated dude. He's obviously done bad things. But on the whole, like, I like the guy. I feel sorry for him. Okay. I don't know. How do you feel about him? And I was alive then. And I was a baseball fan. There's nobody in baseball who is as big, you know, and dominating. I mean, he was like Michael Jordan used to be a basketball. And I know he's kind of before your time, too. But he was like the one sort of like Tom Brady in football, the biggest guy in a sport that everybody, no matter, you know, who cares about Cincinnati, but everybody cared about Pete Rose. He was the dude. Um, yeah. And he was very flamboyant, you know. He was, he was like Trump, you know. He had like uh, multiple wives and these incredibly gorgeous girlfriends and blah 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 blah. He was living that kind of lifestyle. So you know, I didn't know what to think, you know, uh, because he kept, he was so uh, seemingly sincere in his denials for fifteen years. I mean, he would be on these primetime shows with like big broadcasters then in the 90s like Jane Pauley and stuff and she would like really yeah. trying to work in and he's just like I never been a baseball yeah and and it seemed utterly convincing you know oh my god MLB is so unfair but then but then 2004 he doesn't want a comes out with this best-selling autobiography called my mm-hmm. prison without bars. I know. I love the title. <laughs> so dramatic. And he finally admits to betting on baseball. He completely admits. Admits. And he goes on, on primetime TV on ABC on one of the whatever the big show was. And he asks forgiveness of the baseball fans around the world that love him. But But it doesn't go over as he thought because so many of those hardcore fans supported him through that 15 years you know there were protests there were all kinds of things and then all of a sudden he's telling them yeah you were looking me in the eye and lying to me for 15 years you know people like me were like okay i don't really care it wasn't like my guy or anything it was like i kind of thought he was lying but i didn't know you know it's for sure but now he's actually coming out and he just made like five million dollars on a book so i guess you know it's worth coming out for that but i don't know does that that hurt it at all for you i know you're sympathetic that he was lying not only that he was lying i mean everybody lies initially right everybody that's guilty i mean you talk to any prosecutor anybody that's worked in the justice is like yeah everybody everybody in jail is innocent but for 15 years you know over so many cycles he kept he kept you know vehemently um denying that he had bet in baseball and then all of a sudden he turns around with 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 a big bucket of money and admits that he did it and then and then says he right. is contrite does that bother you um, well, the thing is, I only got into this story recently, so I wasn't being lied to for 15 years. But also, I mean, when, when um, I can't remember the name of the baseball commissioner, but the guy who in the 80s banned him. Yeah, yeah, uh, Giamatti, I think, was that guy. So he goes yeah. through, and we were going to get into this later. So the original agreement was the uh, he was permanently ineligible. And- he could re- apply for reinstatement within one year. And so right. I, I play a clip. As you can imagine, uh, this is a very sad day. You know, I've been in baseball three decades. 
and to think that I'm going to be out of baseball for a very short period of time uh, hurts. Well, regardless of what the commissioner said today, uh, I did not bet on baseball. The settlement is fair, especially the wording that says that they will find no, they have no finding that I bet on baseball. It's something I told the commissioner back in February, and it's something I've told you people the last four months. My life is baseball. Uh, I hope to get back into baseball as soon as I possibly can. Document that they signed doesn't actually say with absolute certainty that he bet. But the baseball commissioner right. expresses his belief that, exactly. yes, he definitely did bet. And then Pete Rose denies betting. So, look, I signed the document, but the document says, does not assert that I actually, it was proven right. that I did. So, right. I and I didn't. I did not. I did not. I did not. I'm just like, but the birthday of my coming daughter. I'm, I've never looked forward to a birthday like I'm looking forward to my new daughter's birthday because two days after that is when I can uh, apply for reinstatement. I've never looked forward to my daughter's birthday so much because two days after I can apply. It's like, wait, you only give a shit about your daughter because of, <laughs> her birth happens to be the landmark of your fucking career? Hey, oh, wait a minute. You're supposed to be the sympathetic one. I am. I am sympathetic, but okay. I'm sympathetic because he's such an out and out narcissist. Like, you know what I mean? Yes. He's, yes. His tone has changed since the book came out. Whatever it was, 2004. Yeah. Some of the more recent stuff, he's taken a totally different line in the way he he talks about it. Well, there was so every time there's a new commissioner, he goes in and tries right. to reinstate, and then they always. And at this point, the rules, because what he wants, what he wants desperately is to be in the Hall of Fame. And and if this uh-huh. gambling thing wasn't here, he would be he'd be up there with the with the greats, you know, the Babe Ruth and the Ty Cobb and the Lou Gehrig and Hank Aaron. And, Will, you know, he'd be in the top 10 of all guys in 165 years. Right. And that's what he wants. He wants that legacy. He was ineligible for so long that he can't even be considered anymore except through some backdoor deal, which a commissioner has to authorize. So every new commissioner that comes up, he goes and he, you know, he, he crawls on his belly and then they say, sorry. And he's, look, I wrote a book. I admitted it. Blah, 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 blah. Sorry. And then just recently, I sent you an article too, because of this with the new guy, Manfred who had also denied his reinstatement. He's like, okay, you're giving these guys. Now, let's get into it, because this was our setup, right? You're giving these fuckers who actually cheated, who threw a fucking World Series twice, twice, two years in a row. All I did was break the rules, and I bet on baseball. I never, there's no evidence he ever threw a game himself. He played like a, I mean, he's all got all these fuckers. He played like a fucking crazy man. He was, he never threw anything. So nobody had, has ever presented any evidence that he ever threw a game or, or cheated on an actual game. He just broke the rules by gambling. You're not supposed to gamble. That's the rule ever since the 1919 Red Sox or White Sox. Sorry, but go ahead. Mm-hmm. I'm ranting. Okay, you you got you brought up so many points that I would like to touch on. Let's go back to 1989. Okay, and the Dowd report, right? Which was the the investigation into his his betting on baseball. So in the 19 
89 report. I think had I been cognizant at that time and paying attention, I would have thought that or alive. Pete Rose, <laughs> I would have thought that Pete Rose was lying. So I don't think I would have felt lied to for 15 years. I just would have felt like he was um, pretending because part of his deal that he like struck was that he would sign the agreement if it said that he didn't bet, if it left that ambiguous, if he left it open, right? It wasn't definitive one way or the other. So I think that the reason it didn't say it was, it was so they would get him to agree because he had to agree to the investigation in advance and that he would like consent to whatever the ruling was. That particular commission just wanted him out. He thought he was a stain and he just wanted him out of the game. I don't, I don't know if that's the case. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the politics of it were at the time. But like I said, this guy, Dowd, who did the investigation, I mean, there was taped conversations that people brought forward. Michael oh, yeah. Bertolini no, it was, I, there was a lot of evidence that was brought forward. Unbelievable and, evidence. All these the phone records. There was just like, it, it was so was overwhelming. It was a like. Paper trail. Yeah, exactly. Open shut, open shut. And again, and the worst stuff in there, in my opinion, wasn't even about betting. Like I said, I mean, Dowd said many years later, which Pete Rose um, sued him for defamation for saying that, uh, you know, he not only ran bets, but he ran young girls down at spring training ages 12 to 14. So, well, I was going to get into that. He had an Epstein side to him yeah um, i was gonna do you want to get into that now no 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 no. let okay. me finish let All me right. finish what i'm saying so the guy came out and said officially on paper there was they didn't say that he did it but he said before the cameras and into the microphone and to the press i believe that he did i believe that he bet on baseball and it seems like that the evidence suggested that incredibly strongly so I think I would have, I would never have believed Pete Rose if he said that he that he that he didn't bet. I wouldn't have felt lied to for fifteen years. I would have been like, okay, finally he's admitted what we already know. Like, but you know, there's this law that you're not supposed to be able to profit on a crime that you've committed. Although it wasn't official crime, it was breaking the rules. It wasn't. It gambling is not illegal. It wasn't in the a crime. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It's just a I mean, rule the inside. Not a sovereign it, yeah, body. Right. And and the thing, and, and again, I'm just, you know, compared, and this is why he's now mounting another legal challenge, compared to what all of these people did in, in the 2017 and 2018 World Series, he looks like a fucking Girl Scout who pocketed a couple extra bucks, you know, when she sold some cookies. I completely agree. The, <laughs> second point, the second point I wanted to get to is the point of the Hall of Fame. So, okay. so if I was Pete Rose... I personally wouldn't even give a shit whether or not I was in the Hall of Fame because he's already, I mean, he's in the, he's in the sort of psychic Hall of Fame, right? Like he has the most hits. He has the broken record. Everyone knows that. Everyone respects that. Yeah. You're not fucking. If you were there, everybody that has ever played baseball to be in the Hall of Fame or, or to win an Oscar. I mean, if you're in a profession like, and you'll like when your first book gets published, you'll be like, okay, where's that fucking Pulitzer? God damn it. So. <laughs> I don't think that's true. There All are right. a million, 
you know, directors who scorn the Oscars. Every, yeah, you know, they say I mean, that fashionably, but then they show up and they suck cock. Not all of them. Woody Allen stopped going. But, Jewish. okay, can, can we talk about some of the other things he did? I want to also mention Rose served five months in prison in 1990-1991 for tax evasion, unrelated to baseball itself. He failed to report dollar millions in income he received from signing memorabilia and winnings from legal horse race betting. Additionally, he was also the subject of multiple, underage statutory rape charges. While the victims were apparently consensual partners, as they were 15 to 16 years old at the time, that is the very definition of statutory rape in most states. He apparently settled with all these women, out of court, for undisclosed monetary sums. Does that change your view? Thank you very much, Bernice. Does that change your view of him at all? I knew those things. Like I said, I okay. brought up the, again, some of the other allegations that, that are just sort of rumors are that they were actually like taking girls down to like Florida or whatever, ages 12 to 14. Okay. Which is a lot younger than 15, 16. Whatever. Yeah, that's true. 12 that, is like but, but, but really that, pushing that, it, man. That, yeah, that's full on. That's serious Epstein shit. Um, I look, I think statutory rape is kind of bullshit. I think there's a lot bigger problems. Um, the problem would be if, if it was an Epstein situation and these girls were actually being trafficked. But that, there's no evidence of that. None of this stuff ever come forward, never hit the courts. No. They, so they, we don't know. They weren't claiming that. They were not claiming that. Exactly. And so I don't, again, statutory They just wanted rape, money. <laughs> I think it's bullshit. I think statutory rape is kind of bullshit. Well, you got to draw the line somewhere. I just think as far as sex crimes go... Again, like a baseball player sleeping with a 16-year-old girl. I just don't think it's that big a deal if she comes forward like 20 years later and tries to get some money, right? She's not saying it was an assault. She's just No, like, she's no. She's saying it was she was underage, yeah. Yeah, like I said, I mean, we live in a society where like uh, uh, Joe Biden's accu- accusers are not taken seriously, but like a Republicans are. We live in a society where Jeffrey Epstein is murdered in a high security prison. Um, Under nobody, suicide watch. And nobody's fucking comes down for it. And we're going to like be mad at Pete Rose over like an out of court statutory rape charge. I just think it's kind of. Well, let's not forget, so so it's not imbalanced. Remember uh, Anthony Bourdain's girlfriend, who probably caused him to kill himself. He paid something (laughs) like $300,000 in a settlement to an underage boy that she was being accused of, you know, raping or statutory rape or whatever. But and they had to settle that out of the court, which he fought the bill. And then he killed himself. Well, because it was going to come out. Okay. And, and and she was a very vocal Weinstein accuser. And it turned out that she was also a statutory rapist. <laughs> She's like, hey, let's compare notes, Harvey. Come on. <laughs> hey, we could do a PowerPoint on this. But right? again, we could do I, a master I, I class on rape. <laughs> like li- raping someone who's like under your control to a certain extent when you're like the kingmaker of Hollywood is totally different than statutory rape. With someone who's like 16 or 17 and someone who's older. I just think it's a totally different situation. Uh, 
so again, none of this stuff is available to us. We don't know. We don't know. But if we're going to go down the list of righting wrongs of people who have done sexual assault, Pete Rose is not at the top of my list. Let's go back to Pete, Mr. Rose. Okay, so Manfred in um, my notes. I think it was 2015. Okay, 2015. That he first denied his. Yeah, denies his request for reinstatement. And then Pete Rose gives a press conference, which I. There's two things I learned that I could do I I could hit a baseball. And uh, I think I can learn or teach a lot of people not to make the same mistakes that I made. I spent 26 years in the major leagues and 26 years out of the major league. And I can tell you without a doubt, the last 26 years were a hell of a lot worse than the 26 years I spent in the big leagues, as you can imagine. And um, I worked hard at it. I got it under wraps for the last several, several, several years. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm in control of my life right now. And I'm doing well. Uh, mounting a new effort because of these extraordinarily modest uh, penalties imposed on the Astros and especially the Red Sox. Oh, my God, he's going to poop his pants. Yeah. He's going to poop his pants on this. It's like, <laughs> really? Are you serious? I bet on a game this guy threw a World Series and he only gets a year suspension and I've got a 40-year life suspension? So and it's not even a player; it's a video operator. No, no, it's yeah, it's a thirty thousand dollar a year guy. <laughs> Literally, the only guy above the Bat Boy in salary. Yeah. So <laughs> it's just crazy. What is that right or wrong? What do we should? What should we do, Cassie? What is your prescription for Pete Rose? Um, he just turned seventy nine on just what a week ago, April fourteenth. And, you know, the guy's going to die at some point. He doesn't look like he's keeping in shape. Doesn't look like he's getting to the gym very often. But um, we got to do something. Well, okay. First of all, the guy needs a new hairdresser. <laughs> well, the he hair was always, is a big problem. He was always a disco. Yeah, his hair well, was always. The bowl cut thing is, yeah. like, bad. He kept that going for way too long. No one over the age of 12 should be wearing that haircut. Hey, you're thinking Cincinnati in the 80s, okay? Let's think of the new I know, age. I know, but he ha- he's basically still has that haircut, just slightly <laughs> shorter. <laughs> he still has that haircut. It's not right. But no, I think, look. He, he never hired his hairdre- fired his hairdresser, so we can give put that in the good side. I don't fire my I, hairdresser. I watched. A, one of the things you sent me was a Charlie Rose discussion. Oh, yeah, after the book came out. In the early 2000s. Yeah, two, and 2004. And this discussion, it may as well be from an alien planet compared to, like, what's happening now because it has one of the former MLB commissioners and then, like, some guy that works for Sports Illustrated, and they're just, like, moralizing, and they're talking about, like, how it's immoral and how much it disrespects the game and how he doesn't have enough contrition. He doesn't deserve redemption because he's selfish and doesn't know what he did wrong. He doesn't understand why it's wrong and all this stuff. And Pete Rose may have been more uh, defiant in his book, in that book than he is now. 
But if you just compare, again, betting on baseball when no one can prove that he ever changed the way he managed a game in order to make money. Nope. No one, still no one has. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think that in his defense of himself in the interviews that I've watched is basically like, look, I was just doing it because it was fun. I wasn't doing it because I was in the hole. Like a lot of gambling addicts are, they gamble because they have really no, they're in an economically precarious situation. He did lose a lot of money. So he never really, you know, he was never on the plus side. I mean, he was apparently could be called a chronic gambler. Yeah, no, no. I'm saying he definitely had a gambling addiction, but he was also a rich guy. Yeah. He could afford it. He wasn't like, he wasn't the guy from uncut gems, right? Like he wasn't going to be belly up at the end of the game, if he didn't like change the way he managed the game in order to win his $2,000, he said he, he only bet $2,000 on these, on these games. So, which is nothing for a millionaire. Yeah, right. Which is nothing for him. I don't know how much he's making as a manager. I'm sure it was a lot. Well, and endorsements and, you know, I mean, he's currently making a million dollars a year on autographs. That's like, how much is Davey making? Nine hundred thousand dollars. Right, he's making more than managers just doing autographs. Right, just sitting there in Vegas, you know, four hours a day. Yeah, you watch that video, right? There, five that, hours that, a day. Five hours a day. I know, but he's in <laughs> Vegas and he's got a beer or a cocktail. It's not like the toughest job in the world. So, <laughs> and he gets um, to hang out with people who love him. Right, and they want and selfies. I mean, we'll talk about the baseballs in a minute. Okay. Yeah, no one can say that he did anything different because he was betting, right? It's just that he betting seems wrong. It seems sort of corrupt, and it's against the rules of the contract that he signed. That's what he went down for. It's because the contract that he signed forbids betting on baseball teams. Right. Particularly your own team, which makes it seem even worse. And this Charlie Rose clip has these two guys, one of whom is a Faye Vincent. Is that the name? Um, yeah. And they're just like, this is horrible. Oh, my God. Society today. This is disgusting. People need to have their souls saved. Okay. Flash forward to 2020. And we have this Astros decision and this Red Sox decision, which are completely out of that. I mean, it's just like it's from another planet of them. Not even just a slap in the wrist is a generous way of calling what these things are. And Pete Rose is banned for life, right? Like by certain metrics, one of the greatest players in baseball history and he's banned forever just because he did some bets that were against the rules. And these guys literally stole a World Series and not right. a single player received any punishment. Right. It's insane. So, yeah, of course. I mean, he, I think he should have been reinstated before all of this, before this happened. But I don't see how they can justify not doing it now, uh, except that the the – treatment of these commissioners seems to be just to respect the past decision. Like even if they wouldn't make that decision today, they're just respecting the precedent of it and not starry decisis is what you're saying. Yeah, I guess, I guess that's what it is. Cause like if this came up now, there's no way Rod Manifred could 
ban someone from life when he's not even punishing players for stealing a World Series. Again, cheating, especially at that level and to that extent, is so much worse than like going home and placing a bet. Isn't it? Yeah, well, did you read, so I also sent you a a New York Times opinion article written by two professors of law, Evan Kamniker and Erwin, oh my God, look at this name, Chemerinsky, but um, it's entitled Pete Rose Has Done His Time, and the byline is he should be allowed back into baseball and be eligible to the Hall of Fame. And then basically... They're saying exactly what you just said, although they're quoting law and things like that. And uh, and the very last line is, let Pete Rose back in. So, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, those other things, the tax evasion, he paid his dues. He paid like. Half, half a million dollars in fines. Five months in prison. It shouldn't even be considered as part of this. It's not part of the scope. Of no, the it isn't. But I'm saying if, 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 and you're right, it would be like in a courtroom situation, uh, I'm sure the defense would say, well, that's inadmissible. You know, these other things that he totally. did. But I'm just saying, you know, for a normal person, they'll be like, well, you know, he did do that stuff. Uh, hey, so, I know, but, but, but dad, like, Compared to the actual problems in our society, you want to talk about who's not paying taxes, look at our fucking corporations. Amazon ain't paying no fucking taxes. Look at Apple's Trump, not paying yeah. fucking taxes. Look at the president. Starbucks isn't paying taxes. They want to <laughs> president. I mean, again, I know. our some, billionaires are Some douchebag signing money. balls. I know, I know, I know, I know. Our, our billionaires are like stealing money from people by buying politicians who then put in um, tax laws that specifically benefit them. And then they have the Federal Reserve print money to like save their businesses and save their asses and save their banks. And then they don't pay their fair share in taxes. And Pete Rose has to serve five months in prison because he didn't like disclose every baseball that he signed in 1991 it's insane right and and the same thing goes with the sexual assault stuff it's like okay a hot shot baseball player in the 1970s slept with some 17 year old girls okay is that as bad as all of the other systemic rot in our society no, it's not. And it just seems like they're using No, and they got their money voluntarily. They didn't file criminal charges. They took their money and shut up. I just thought the larger thing, like our society likes to pick out people that they make baddies. You know, like Pete Rose, like he's the guy that's bad. Woody Allen, he's bad. Harvey Weinstein, he's bad. Martha uh, Stewart. Don't forget Martha Stewart. We threw her in jail Martha too. Stewart. He's bad. Martha Stewart, she's bad. But the problem, like the, the, it never goes back to all of the consent and all of the people and all of the larger systems that allows this shit to keep happening. The, like we need to focus on the structural problems. And I think that Pete Rose has been apologetic in recent years. I don't think he was in the early 2000s. But if you watch some of the more recent interviews, 
he does seem to have regret. Not that I think he needs to even show regret, <coughs> given the proportionality of what he did compared to what Bregman did and to what Altuve did. Because I got to say, their apologies, quote unquote apologies, from earlier this year were dog shit compared to Pete Rose's. <laughs> I mean, complete dog yeah. shit. It's it's just so well, and they didn't suffer any. All they had to do was was do was say that they had to uh, be in front of the camera. They didn't get any fines or anything. Pete Rose has done eight hundred interviews about this. Yeah, yeah. He's written books about it. It's on his Wikipedia page. It's everything. It totally and he's been banished for thirty-one years. And and in order for him to like walk onto the grass at the Cincinnati Reds stadium, they have to get like approval from MLB every single time. Um, and all Bregman had to do was like read off a paper for thirty seconds. Right. Terribly, might I add. Like insincerely, you mean. Just like, yeah. uh, I'm really sorry, assholes. I compare, that. <laughs> compare that footage of the Astros and whatever f- footage will come out later of the Red Sox um, to like some of these totally uh, hypocritical baseball people from the Charlie Rose thing in the early 2000s. And it's just to- it's totally insane. It's just like, come on. It's like these like Protestant pastors who like preach all this shit. And then it turns out that they're like abusing little boys and like cheating on their wives and like all this. Shit. It's just like, come on. Let Pete Rose back into baseball. Give him his stupid little plaque in a hallway. I don't give a fuck. Just just let him back. If if you were to reduce what you think we should do with Pete Rose to a tweet, what would it be? Um, free Pete Rose. Free Pete Rose. Free Pete. Free Pete. Free Pete. Liberate Pete! Exclamation point. <laughs> free Pete. Free Pete. Free Pete. Free Pete. Well, what do you think about what do you think should happen? Uh, yeah, I think they should let him back in. Yeah. At least put him in the Hall of Fame. He's one of the greatest yeah. players that ever lived. But the thing is, and they they, there's no reason that a responsible museum curator, just like when you go down to the Smithsonian, they have an exhibit about Hiroshima or the Japanese internment camps or... You know, the terrible things uh, the United States did with uh, Native Americans in their negotiations and reservations and stuff like that. There's no reason you can't talk about this. You can contextually level it and still say this guy hit more baseballs than any other human in the history of the world. That means something. Totally. Three World Series, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That means something. And the thing was, when he broke that Ty Cobb record, this is very unusual. Uh, we didn't add it to the thing. He was both the manager of the team, like a Davy guy, and a player, which I don't know how many times that's even happened in 165 years of history, that you could be both a player and a manager. So that's how good he was. And like you say, yeah. I just don't know 
you know, and this is the whole thing. It's like, oh my God, through the eighties and stuff. I and mean, then you weren't alive then, but it's like smoking dope, getting caught smoking dope during the Reagan eighties, you know, no to drugs and stuff like that. Well, that was going to land you in prison for five years. You can be a high school kid and you get caught with a joint. Boom. And now it's legal in 30 States. What the hell's the difference? Right. And then it's like, and gambling, like you, you used to be, you could only gamble okay. in, in Las Vegas or Atlantic city or in Europe. Right now you can gamble in like 40 States. <laughs> what the, you know, okay. Things change. I get it. It was an arbitrary thing to begin with. So I don't know. It, it wasn't like you went out and shot somebody. Not at all. No. As, as villains go, he's one of the lamest. Yeah, when you gamble money and you lose uh, the majority of the time. One argument would be that he was an economic stimulus program for bookies. <laughs> well, can we? Because he kept about, losing. Can we? Can we talk about his third act in Vegas? Oh, sure. Go ahead. Because he sells on his website. Uh, I mean, you can go see him at like the MGM Grand or Mandalay Bay or whatever. Right. Right. Uh, right he makes like what two million dollars a year signing oh, memorabilia yeah. and taking pictures. So, but on his website, you can buy a Pete Rose autographed ball. Uh, now I know what I'm going to get for your birthday. $174.99. Okay, get maybe Rose. not. <laughs> you can get, I just want to tell you what some of these balls say. He, okay. he, he writes on some of them. Sorry, I bet on baseball. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now there's also one for $299.99 that says, sorry, I bet on baseball. That is signed by both Pete Rose and, get this, Robert Manfred. No way. Yeah, which is crazy. Like, why would Robert Manfred sign that ball if he won't even reinstate him? They're in business together? Yes! They're in business together. They're grifting on the Pete Rose bad boy act. Wow. It's crazy. So, um, and that one's $300 as opposed to $175 <laughs> just for Robert Manfred. Um, there's, he sells one that says, I didn't do steroids. One says, I wish I shot Bin Laden. <laughs> one says mr trump make america great again oh, so we dear. know who he supports yeah uh he's got a there is no crying in baseball one okay and then one of my faves is uh hits 4256 steroids zero <laughs> yeah he was never implicated in any i mean that sort of came after his time that was a sort of a 90s 2000s thing Okay, so you can also have dinner with Pete. This is reading from his website. At a first-class restaurant in Las Vegas, like The Palm, Smith & Wolenski, Nine Steakhouse, or a similar restaurant of your choice, we believe that should you be alert for your dinner with Pete, this will be one of the funniest, entertaining, and interesting evenings you will ever experience. Where did you find that? Is that his website? (laughs) His website! He just, his entire job is just being Pete Rose. This is what he does. Yeah. Well, we're going back to the locker room on this episode, folks. I want to thank my two amazing teammates, Cassie and Bernice, for their MVP work today. We hope you'll follow or subscribe to Scandal Sheet on your favorite pod platform. 
And we'd love it if you'd leave us a shameless, over-the-top rave review on Apple Podcasts especially. That helps us build audience. Also, we want to hear from you. You can reach us online at scandalsheetpod.com, Facebook, or Twitter. Or just send us an email to contact at scandalsheetpod.com. We'll see you next time on Scandal Sheets. Copyright 2021. Thad Helsley Media. All rights reserved.